Well, welcome. And good morning. I'm Pastor Sean, and it is lovely to see each and every one of you here at Mayflower Church. Uh, your smiling faces, and for those who are joining us virtually as well, we're glad that you are here. Uh, if you could, please pass the friendship register, and if you're comfortable, give us your uh, contact info. We'd love to get in touch with you. And if you are a guest here this morning, please uh, come make it a point to talk to me after the service, and uh, we have at our Welcome Center a special gift we'd like to give you as well. And now I'd like, I'd like to invite you to greet one another with a traditional exchange of peace. The peace of Christ be with you. With a handshake or an elbow bump or whatever you're comfortable with, let's share God's peace with one another. Good morning. In the pew racks in front of you, you will see order envelopes for poinsettias. Today is the final day that we will be accepting those orders. This Tuesday, we are thrilled to host Embellish, which is a professional handbell choir for their Christmas concert. Please come and join them. We fill this sanctuary with guests to hear their beautiful music. Tickets can be purchased at the door. We're still looking for more volunteers to help with Christmas Eve. We have three services this year on Christmas Eve. We have a 4 o'clock family service, a 5 o'clock live nativity, and then the 10 p.m. candlelight service. We hope to see you all there, and if you're able to volunteer during those times, please come and see me after the service. I would like to invite all the children worshiping with us to come forward for the children's message. Good morning. It is so fun to see all of you. Okay. So, symbols are really cool things. So it's something that means something else. 
And in church, there are a ton of symbols, especially at Christmas time. Here, we have two Christmas trees that all of the ornaments are filled with symbols. So I'm going to quiz you to see if you guys know what this symbol means. Are you ready? What does that mean? Peace. It does. But can I go like this? Does that mean peace? Can I go like this? This? It has to be two fingers, doesn't it? Okay, everyone hold up your fingers for peace. Now, there is a story in the Bible that is my favorite, favorite story. It happened right after Jesus died on the cross. And his very best friends, the disciples, were in a room, and it was totally locked shut. And they were scared, and they just didn't know what was going to happen. All of a sudden, Jesus appears. And the very first thing he says to them is, peace. And I don't think he probably did this sign when he said it. But when I read that story, and I know that this is what we do for peace, it makes me think that we have to have Jesus with us in order to have peace. So every time you guys see a friend and you say, peace, think of that. You plus Jesus equals peace. So today is a very special service that after children's message right now, we get to stay here and we are going to watch up close the lighting of the Advent candle. So we are going to sit quietly while we light the candle. During this Advent reading and candle lighting, please note that we will all speak together the words in bold and sing together the response in your bulletin. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. On this third Sunday in Advent, we begin the lighting of the peace candle as we wait for the day of God's joy and live in God's hope and peace. The Lord gives strength to his people, and the Lord blesses his people with peace. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be present with us, God, throughout the Advent season as we live in worship and our wait for the one who is the world's light. All right, my friends, we are all going to stand up and we are going to dismiss to Sunday school. Mrs. Coster is coming to take you downstairs.
Holy God of peace, we seek your peace in these darkening days. We seek a calm within and an absence of conflict between people and nations. But more deeply, we seek your shalom, the deep and abiding peace that will only come through the justice of your kingdom. Amen. Turning away from sin and becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ is a regular part of the Christian life and a particular part of what we do to prepare during Advent. So I invite you to speak together the words of confession found in your bulletin. Merciful God, always with us, always coming, we confess that we do not know how to prepare for your Advent. We have forgotten how to hope in miracles. We have ignored the promise of your kingdom. We get distracted by all the busyness of this season. Forgive us, God. Grant us the simple wonder of the shepherds, the intelligent courage of the Magi, and the patient faith of Mary and Joseph, that we may journey with them to Bethlehem and find the good news of a child born for us. Now, in the quiet of our hearts, we ask you to make us ready for his coming. Sisters and brothers, we are a forgiven people. Be at peace. You may be seated.
reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapters 11, verses 1 through 5, and can be found beginning on page 491 in your Pew Bible. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness, the sash around his waist. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 9, and can be found beginning on page 491 in your pew Bible. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The word of the Lord.
when Jesus was born, the Mediterranean world had unprecedented peace at that time. Uh, It's called Pax Romana, and it's a roughly 200-year period with relatively infrequent warfare going on. Roman imperialism brought economic prosperity, social stability. And as we see in in history, empires have a way of reducing conflict. And that was certainly true for Rome. So, why then do the scriptures talk so much about Jesus bringing peace to the world? I mean, where he came, wasn't there already peace? Well, I think the scriptures talk so much about Jesus bringing peace because there's a world of difference between the peace of the Roman Empire and the shalom of God. Rome's peace comes from oppression, from the threat of violence. You know, all those Roman soldiers weren't just for show. Rome made peace in one place by stealing it from another place. But real peace, what we might call shalom, is different. It's the harmony of all things that God has intended for his creation. Randy Woodley is a Christian theologian from an, and an indigenous man from the Cherokee people. And in his book, Shalom in the Community of Creation, he writes, Shalom is communal, holistic. And tangible. There is no private or partial shalom. The whole community must have shalom, or no one has shalom. And that means that Pax Romana, or anything like it, is actually a counterfeit piece. A poor Jewish carpenter from some backwater city called Galilee in a land occupied by the Romans. Well, he and people like him didn't really experience shalom in the world. So it's no wonder that the poor shepherds celebrated the news of his coming. They were hungry for real peace on earth. Again, in the words of Randy Woodley, A society concerned with shalom will care for the most marginalized among them. God has a special concern for the poor and needy because how we treat them reveals our hearts. In other words, it kind of doesn't matter if you have peace in your heart if those around you don't have shalom in their lives. And the good news is that God has taken on human existence to bring us both of those things. And with that, we must turn to Advent. While others around us are in the festive holiday spirit, in Advent, we mourn, we repent, and get ready. Before we celebrate that the light of God has come to us in a little baby, we must first pause and look, really look at the darkness. That's what Advent is about. Now, for those of us who live here in the northern hemisphere, 
Even the sun helps us prepare. Just a few weeks away is the winter solstice, the day where we have the shortest hours of sunlight. It's no coincidence that Advent leads up to the darkest night of the year. See, Advent is about seeing the lack of shalom in our world and responding with this cosmic ache, if you will. Creation's gone wrong. The world's a pretty dark place. And to that darkness, we Christians have a certain response. We do not respond with despair or with Pollyannish optimism or with the laugh of absurdism or with the nihilist's surrender of meaning. No. We respond with a deep desire in our souls for shalom, for things to be made right. And we grieve the incompleteness that we find now. We recognize that we are wounded by evil, and we are often wielders of it ourselves. So Advent is about aching for this restoration of the cosmos that God has promised. I don't know about you, but I've found that celebrating Christmas without Advent before it can kind of leave me feeling emptier. And I think that's because Christmas is about the light of God, but light is not all that interesting or powerful if you haven't felt the weight of darkness. And Advent reminds us that both the darkness and the light are real. But the Christian conviction is that the light is more real. The light has overcome the darkness. And one day the light will bring the fullness fullness of shalom. One day. You may have noticed our Advent art here at Mayflower. It's been on the bulletin covers. It's on today's cover. Everyone sort of awkwardly looks, yeah? (laughs) It's actually in a painting in our atrium as well. And this piece of art is a way for us to imagine God's light breaking into our world and bringing shalom. To every corner. So as we consider our Advent art this season, and as we hear and take in the music that we'll hear this morning, I'd invite you to open your hearts and open your imaginations to what God's shalom just might look like in your world. Because once you start to see it, I think you just might find that the Lord is calling you and me and all of us to bring shalom. In other words, he calls us to be peacemakers. Amen. In your bulletin, you'll find uh, the words of, or sorry, affirmation of faith. And these are drawn from and inspired on our scripture readings for today, Isaiah 11. Let's speak these words together. Jesus has taught us to speak of hope as we wait for the fullness of God's kingdom. We believe that God is at work in our world, turning hopeless and evil situations into good. We believe that goodness and justice and love will triumph in the end, and that tyranny and oppression 
cannot last forever. One day, all tears will be wiped away, and the lamb will lie down with the lion. True peace and true reconciliation are not only desirable, they are assured and guaranteed. This is our faith and our hope.
Sisters and brothers in Christ, for the sake of the world that God so loves, let us pray. We'll speak together the text that's in bold as found in your bulletin, and as you turn the page, you'll notice there's a song response that we'll sing together as well. Let us pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for peace in every nation, that hatred and ill will win. Finding fire, leaving only love. Pray for the peace of the church. We pray for peace in Christ's body. Put an end to fear and fighting, that we may proclaim your good news and be awake to your presence. Pray for the peace of this community. We pray for peace in this place, for safety in our homes and streets, for the prosperity of our neighbors, and for the health of family and friends. God of the future, make us ready for the coming of your reign, when you will bring everlasting peace and renew the face of the earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we now all pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. To offer peace to another is to give a cold glass of water when it's needed most. Our offerings of peace come in many different forms. Kind words, unexpected sacrifice, anonymous giving, a much-needed hug. During the busyness of this season, may we be aware of the ways that we can give peace. At the Holy Spirit's nudging, may we step out and be the hands and feet of Jesus, 
who loved us so much that he gave us this beautiful Christmas story to share.
Please pray with me. Lord, this morning as we pause for a time of offering, may we take a moment to breathe in the words that Jesus shared so long ago with the disciples as they, like us, face challenges of fear, loss, and frustration. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May we have God's peace deep in our souls so that we can live in a way that supersedes this broken world, a life of giving, a life of sacrifice, a life of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. May starlight guide your steps towards this place of wonder. May angels sing their news as you travel to the manger. May promise fill these days 
as we watch at the edge of birth. And may faith tell you, Emmanuel will be with us soon in human skin. To wherever God has called you this week, go in peace. The Christ is coming. We wait in peace. Thanks be to God.